We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two light years. Sam Svandiari here. Aaron Larsoul sitting in. We officially have Warriors basketball preseason. Yeah, right. Preseason basketball. So it's like I, I, I'm not ready to like go into full giddy mode. You know, um, niner loss on Sunday. Oh, oh. But then again, you know, for for the listeners who are Giants fans, 107 wins pretty cool too. So good for them there. Yeah, I'm not among, I'm not counted among those Giants fans, so I don't really care. And uh, the Lakers and and, uh, and Nets played today, preseason game that didn't mean anything. So I was there this you got, afternoon you gotta watching. It. You got to love an NBA preseason game that has every relevant player sitting out. It's just the best. Well, I mean, LaMarcus played um, and, and AD relevant. played for the Lakers, but... Uh, 80 80 80 didn't play long yeah 80 80 was here for a good time not a long time Mm -hmm. um but uh it started at 12 30 pacific time so i was forced to watch uh the the niners uh on on my phone uh that sunday ticket app on my phone and and um When I was watching it, it was going really well. When I was really paying attention, it was seven nothing Niners. I watched, I watched the drive. It was seven nothing Niners, and then, um, and then I watched, I watched it was seven seven, and then it went to halftime, and then I, I, I had some stuff I had to do, so I didn't watch. And then I asked somebody like an hour later, and it was I think twenty one seven, twenty or twenty one seven. Jimmy, Seahawks. Jimmy's gone down. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, so I mean, did he? Yeah. I don't even know. Honestly, I didn't even see that. I saw Trey Lance had a couple touchdowns to Debo Samuel. Thank you know thankfully because he's on my fantasy team. But what what actually happened? I didn't see that. We're gonna let our friends over at Candlestick Chronicles get into that one. But Jimmy, um, did Jimmy get hurt? No, you're actually telling me did Jimmy get hurt or they just he got pulled calf injury oh no yeah, one Kittle saw had a calf happened. injury too so yeah exactly okay. and he and he was a monster in the first half okay anyway that's not why the listeners are here or maybe some of them are maybe <laughs> let's get into so we're going to get into the warriors preseason activities in a second but we have to start with the biggest news item in warriors world right now yeah. which is yeah. a certain small forward is officially vaccinated and will avoid missing games. Andrew Wiggins, officially vaccinated. 
Um, all the media day uh, noise around that seems like it's not for anything. And so the Warriors will not have to worry about any of their players missing games in the Chase Center. Obviously, we know uh, San there are going to be plenty of Warriors players missing games in the Chase Center. It just won't be but yes. for. Yeah, 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 but but like not for an un, an unforced error, as I like right. to put it, right? Like, oh, my air tennis yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, you you uh, you twist your ankle, it happens. Right. You can you can avoid the vaccination. Yeah, not things. by choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that whole situation. I kind of, I don't, I don't really want to get into it too much, other yeah. than like we. Yeah, have I don't want to get into it yet. You led the show with it. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the most. It is the biggest story. You're right. Well, yeah, you got to start there. So it's kind of like good to go. Entire roster vaccinated. Hopefully we do not have to hear stories about vaccines related to the Warriors for the remainder of the season. Hopefully the players avoid catching COVID during the season. We know sure. that being vaccinated does not mean you avoid. <laughs> Shout catching. out Bradley Beal. Yeah. <laughs> brain, big brain Bradley Beal. Yeah. But in general, um, you avoid having the worst side effects. All right, let's get into it. So as of Sunday, Steve Kerr has said everyone's going to play in the first preseason game, but I don't really want to make this a preview of a preseason game. Mm-hmm. I want to talk I want to talk with you more broadly. So you're watching preseason basketball. What are the things you are looking for in general? Like, what, what are we looking for when we're watching this? Like, it's not about the score. It's not about the numbers. What are we actually looking for? I think the Warriors are in an interesting place, much like the Warriors have been for the last couple of years, where it is trying to thread the needle or, or trying to figure out how we, the Warriors, how they are going to manage. Um, we have some superstar talent, and we want to chase wins, and we want to win a title versus – Lacob's dream, Joe Lacob's dream of um, having the young talent and theoretically the young superstar talent that can live out that Spurs model where you can thread the needle and and bridge two eras together. Um, where they um, where they are like the high powered role players around your stars, and as your stars start waning they start taking the larger star role. It, it makes sense to everyone on paper, but NBA history that's great, has theoretically. Us, as NBA history has told us, that's typically not how, or actually, as but you know what else tells us it doesn't us. work. The, you know what else tells us it doesn't work the, last year, uh, the Warriors last, well, last, last year, last year told us just throwing talent at different stages in development on the same page of paper doesn't guarantee it's just going to, you know, it's just going to become Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. Correct. Um, however, right. If, if, if like the function is always the same, the, like the output is always the same. The answer is always the same. Now to be fair to the warriors, they have brought in a bunch of new coaching. I, you, you sent me a little rundown of what we might talk about and, and maybe we'll get into this later, but I think to be fair to the warriors, um, some of the inputs in that function have changed, right? With the with the focus on player development, the focus so, on the so, staff. Yeah, so that's what, so that's where I'm going at. So, like, that's the first thing I want to look for in preseason, which is they've added three new coaches. Obviously, Kenny Atkinson is a huge addition because he is the second highest in command. 
he mm-hmm. will wait do we know that actually do we know where in the pecking he and mike brown do we know what that looks like they here? are co head assistants okay uh, from, co-associate head coach yeah, yeah i i don't even know what the title is like for all we know because it's the warriors they've given them you know director of what like some new age titles but the point is right. it, Kenny Atkins, insert insert i don't i don't watch the office but insert some office yeah exactly here, yeah i mean they pride kenny atkinson away from the clippers it was not cheap to prime away he sure. he might be the highest paid assistant in the nba he's up there definitely but to me, but this is this is one thing, and, and, and he's not a. And I just want to say, he's it's probably not a coach who's taking this job if he's not getting a level of responsibility unto it that like might let him catapult to head coaching job afterwards. Too. That is, that is fair, and and a handful of, of the Warriors assistants have. I mean, this was in the dynasty years, but a handful of Warriors assistants have been elevated. There's kind of the Warriors sparkle on guys. I don't know if that still exists, but there is the Warriors sparkle or there was the Warriors sparkle that elevated assistants. And to be fair to Lakeup, we we make fun of, you know, the light years and we're willing to spend whatever and we're ahead of everybody. And as far as the roster is concerned, that is a, you know, that that is something that is fair to, to discuss. Will the Warriors have a 15th guy? All of a sudden, GP two, uh, you know, may right. have some injury concerns. So that, that's another question. But but it is fair to like wonder about that, especially with some of the quotes that Lakeup has had. However, one of the ways in which the more well-off owners can have a competitive advantage, there's no salary cap on coaching. So right, you know, putting putting more money into development staff and into coaching and training, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is is something that can pay dividends. So to answer your first question about what do what am I looking for, and it's it's not just the Warriors; it's around the league, but specifically with the Warriors. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like Wiseman is, is going to be ready to play in preseason. But what is Kaminga going to look like? What is Moody going to look like? And he, and around the league, I'm interested in what all of those high profile rookies are are going to look like. What is Josh Kidd yeah, going to look they like? They all look like they all look good in summer league, but now they're playing against. Right. Dogs. What is Josh? What is Josh Giddy going to look like? Because we barely saw him in summer league, right? What right. Is, What is Jalen Green going to look like? Um, what is Evan Mobley going to look like? What is Cade Cunningham going to look like? And and the reason why I I think that's most important in summer league. Summer league and uh, preseason are similar in two ways. There aren't a lot of victories in either, but there are losses. Like if you can't play in summer league, you probably just can't play. If you look over, if you look overmatched in, in preseason, it's not a great sign, even for rookies. But preseason is a level, is at least two levels actually up from summer league. Summer league basketball is worse than G League basketball. So seeing these guys, these these high profile rookies, and for the Warriors, that's uh, Moses Moody and it's Jonathan Kaminga seeing those guys against guys that they are going to play against even if it's even I mean look like LeBron James and, and Giannis and and sure. KD but, but et cetera, et cetera. they're playing they're playing Portland the first game CJ McCollum is undoubtedly an NBA player Norm right. Norm Powell is a very good NBA player right like, yes, so they we'll are this is them. going to be the first time that Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga have played against upper level NBA guys, the guys that you want to see them against. Nobody really cares about the results in summer league, uh, excuse me, in, in preseason. 
but this isn't summer league. This isn't, and it isn't the G league, you know, Kaminga played with the ignite team. This isn't against those guys. So even if those guys aren't really playing that many minutes and not probably playing a hundred percent, this is the first time to see your prize rookies against guys that they are actually going to be playing against in, you know, December and, and January and right. April, et cetera, et cetera. So it is the first look at those guys against live ammunition. Yeah, that's un- that- understandably. It's not, it's not like it's not, they're not going to be playing a lot, you know, CJ McCollum and Dame or whoever, or KD or LeBron or Giannis, all the best players right. in the NBA. They're not going to play a lot, but it is your first chance to see them against those guys and against live ammunition. What would you, what would indicate to you that something's changed coaching wise if you're watching preseason? Because uh, let me preface this before I get there. So mm-hmm. Kenny Atkinson is one of the more accomplished assistant coaches in the NBA. Like he, he should be a head coach in this league there. He just isn't right now, but like, he's good enough to be a head coach. Yeah, he's been one. He will be, I think he will be again. Yeah. And he's done a good job. Um, they've obviously hired like, like Jama from Toronto and Mihailovic coming over from Europe has a reputation with big men. They've made some changes to their development staff, um, both on the high end side of the coaching staff and just kind of like guys who are more in development projects. What would you be looking for in a preseason game to indicate that the Warriors are, I don't even know if the word is changing, evolving, whatever you want to say. There's, There's a new imprint on this team because Steve Kerr has said it multiple times it's not a secret to listeners to this show. It's like Steve Kerr said, you know, feel like the coaching staff was getting um, a little I think he said stale. stale. I think stale. Yeah. Really, stale yeah. is the word. What can we do to make it less stale? So I don't know that anybody's going to like my answer here, but I don't, nothing is, is, is the real answer. <laughs> I mean, like around the league, what the real answer is nothing because so uh, I was, I was talking to some Lakers people as I do a lot. And the conversation was about like Russ, you know, the, the Russ and AD and LeBron fit. And I think it's a fair question. It was a very question. question but yeah, it's... no, it's a question. But the question was like, what can you, what do you want to see from preseason about that? Right. Because everybody is saying the right things, but the question is when it gets... do they actually do it. Right. Right. And I don't know that you can. And the reason why is because, Guys that are established in the league like that, like LeBron, Russ, and AD, and for the Warriors, like Steve Kerr, I don't know that there's anything in preseason that is stressful enough, that, that like challenges you enough to find out if you will revert to the bad habits, right? Like, I don't think there's anything- I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's, there's, we, yeah. We haven't, we're not in a moment that, we're not in a high leverage moment that like indicates whether you're willing to open- door number two instead of door number one basically. exactly that no you're exa- exactly that is a great way to put it exactly there aren't i don't think there are moments in the preseason that will challenge anybody enough to find out that in in those moments where it matters will you revert will steve kerr revert to whatever he reverts back to his, his, whatever stubbornness he has will he revert back to it i just i don't think the I don't think the preseason is enough of a like torture chamber provides enough right, pressure right. Yeah. to, to answer that question. So as far as will we get any answers about Steve Kerr's stubbornness and, and 
in those moments that really matter? Will he revert back to the, will, will he revert back to Anderson Verjao and Festus Azili like in, in the fourth quarter of game seven? Yeah, we don't, we don't I don't know. Like it, Steve is, stay, is saying all the right things. And, so and, is I, and thing, I believe like it more, I believe he's, it he's more a, than the Lakers guys to keep it going, like to go back to the Lakers stuff. Right. Yeah. I believe it with Steve more than with LeBron AD and Russ. And the reason why is because, those guys have said it before. Now it's harder because they're on the floor, but S- Steve has never even really uh, admitted to the fact that maybe he's been stubborn, stubborn and alluded to it. And the fact that he is kind of recognizing it and speaking on it, at least to me for the first time ever, I tend to believe it with him, but I don't know that right. we get an answer to that in preseason because I don't know that there's anything that stresses him enough to actually test it. No, that makes sense, and I, I, I would agree with you. Um, you really only figure out when you're actually tested and a preseason game against Portland or even Denver, who they're going to play on Wednesday, where mm-hmm. I would assume Steph and Draymond are probably capped at 20 minutes. And Yeah, you're um, going to hit the Patrick Mahomes like preseason. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's preseason. Series, it's it's going to be yeah. fun. We're going to watch Steph hit some silly shots. We're going to laugh. Like, how did he do that? But like, it's not going to be like, I mean, look, I, I, again, I, went, I went to the, I went to the Lakers game today and it, it, it was, it was really fun. It was like very different having fans in the building. Right. Mattered. So, so I'm very excited to see what chase center look because like, Ooh, actually this is, like, a- I, that is, that is really, that is exciting. Right. And it, it was, it was different today. And so seeing fans back in chase and watching Steph go nuts, that, that, I think that that is something that may matter. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of the NBA tickets. So listen to this, Sam. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference. Really? 110%? 110%. Oh, man. Of the difference in the purchase price. So as we all are, and as we'll get into into this podcast and for the next month, uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, all these guys that you're going to want to watch at the Chase Center this season, TickPick has you covered. All you have to do is visit TickPick.com slash LightYears and use the promo code LightYears to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors basketball tickets. Remember, TickPick.com slash LightYears. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I want to actually that is table, I want to table that topic for a second, but okay, mm-hmm. so let's get back to the players first because ultimately that's what we care about here. So the first thing we all want to see, so so we've determined probably not going to get a serious tell on how dramatic coaching changes are. I doubt it, yeah. Um, we obviously both are really excited to see what Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody look like against real NBA players as opposed to G or uh, summer league players. The next question is which players on the Warriors roster are you excited um, who are not in the rookie class? Are you excited mm-hmm. to see? Uh, could be like, I want to see what Jordan Poole looks like in year three, or could be like, curious to see what Bielitsa has left in the tank you know what I'm saying like yeah, who so, are you so excited I, to see so I think I think Poole is now probably established enough that we're not going to learn much in in the preseason you, going into year- you wouldn't think what would you think if Poole came out and I, I don't want to say dominant but just look kind of like the best version of Jordan Poole with like a little added decisiveness in preseason where you're just like plays 15 minutes scores 15 points is clearly the best player on the floor when yeah. he's in there in his minutes do you put anything into that or you're just like that's kind of the guy i saw last year and let's see what happens when he goes yeah so i i i i like started saying this earlier that there this is why i said there aren't really wins in the preseason um if jordan Poole looks really really good maybe it's a little confirmation of what we saw in the second half, or I don't even know if it was the second half after he was out of the bubble, you know, last year, the home stretch from the war. And you you say, and you say, (laughs) look like, yeah, it's like more confirmation. Look, I, I, Jordan Poole really is a guy that we can build around really is a guy that, you know, maybe like I've talked about before could, could win sixth man of the year this year, or at some point is a guy that can score in the high teens. Um, but I think Jordan has done enough that if he doesn't look good, you say, okay, but we, we saw enough, you know, we six months ago that I, I believe it. Um, what I was looking forward to, I am fascinated by the end of the Warriors bench. 
because the way that the Warriors roster is constructed, like the guy, he might be the 15th guy on the roster and yet ah. be like the ninth guy or 10th guy or whatever in the actual rotation. You, ta- you talking the, the, uh, the competition for the last guaranteed roster. I was, spot. I was because I, because I was dead set that it should be GP two. So his injury is, I mean, you know, and, and his guarantee date got pushed back. They agreed. I don't, uh, to me, I thought he should get it. Now it, now I would say it probably should be Avery Bradley, but I want to see that. I want to, because Avery Bradley hasn't really been part of a functional NBA rotation in a couple of years. The same yeah, question. We, we like all know Isaiah what, Thomas, the same question, you know, we all, all these know guys. What that, Avery Bradley, like what he looked like in the NBA when he's physically right. I just don't know if he's that guy anymore. No, but, but more than that, we know, we knew what he looked like when he was physically right. In 2018, 19. Yeah. We don't really necessarily know what he looks like if he's physically right now. He provides a dynamic. And, and at this point, I think he's probably the guy because GP2 got hurt. But, but what I wanted to see in preseason is that competition. It, I don't think it was going to be Jordan Bell. But yeah, so, it seems like they're dead set on it being a guard. Seems like they're well, dead I think set it, on I think it, they're dead set and, on and it being a guard and it and it being a guy that can pressure the ball and can guard the point of attack. And that and, was what Avery Bradley and GP2 that like that was their calling card. I don't remember who it was, but somebody on a podcast said recently that they thought if if uh, GP2 got, you know, x number of minutes could be the best perimeter defender in the NBA. Unfortunately, he's hurt, so I, I I was really fascinated to see how that competition played out. I think at this point, it's probably Avery Bradley because because G, the mitten, which, what a great nickname, the mitten is hurt. <laughs> uh, but but that is what I wanted to see, and that's still what I want to what I want to see because now it's not so much can Avery Bradley beat out GP two. Now it's more, well, let's get a look at Avery Bradley and see what Avery Bradley right. has he's left. Get, because he's getting the full run. Instead yeah, of let's see, let's see both, what he's got. Instead of them both getting kind of trade-offs in the first, first week of preseason, Avery Bradley's getting an extended run to kind of show what he's got still. So Yeah, and, and, and it, is, it, is, it is a need because Kelly Oubre isn't around anymore, because Kent Bazemore isn't around anymore. We're, we're forgetting one other name who I think will – matter in this competition which is Langston Galloway different type of player but also a guy who's been in the NBA he's proven he's an NBA player yeah he's also one of those guys who's kind of always floating Mm -hmm. um which let's be fair all three of these guys are NBA guys but like you could make a case for them not being NBA guys too he's also going to get a heavier look now that GP3 is not there yeah so I so do. Agree I, I think I'm fascinated I, I, with that that competition because it's like very clear that they want a quote unquote combo guard for both third guard off the third third string point guard and like kind of like a guard you can put next to Jordan Poole to alleviate some level of like carry the backcourt responsibility or or there. just a guy that can can change the dynamic of the game and Avery Bradley specifically is somebody that I think probably guarded Steph better than anybody. Um, yeah, for, he's got some years back to his Boston days. Very high player respect. Like Steph um, has said in more than a few interviews, like Drew Holiday and Avery Bradley are the best defenders 
among yeah. guards. Like, and then Drew, yeah. and then and then Drew, and Drew goes with KD. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. So off Steph, but um, so I, I think it, it uh, like to to put like a, a succinct bow on it. I think it was a competition between a handful of guys, and now I think it is a competition between Avery Bradley and Avery Bradley of three years ago. Yeah. Right. Like to see, are you still that dude? And if he is still that dude or somewhere close to that dude, is that good enough to make Lake I mean, if eat he's, the tax bill? If he's Avery Bradley of 2018, which that's a big ask, but if he is, not only will he make the roster, he will be the seventh or eighth man. The road. Like he will play. Yeah, that's, that, he'll that's play 20 minutes. He'll play 20 it's why, minutes. It's why it's so interesting because it's the 15th guy. It's the last guy on the roster. But I, that doesn't mean he's the last guy in the rotation. Again, like, but that, but that, so I think it, I think it was a competition between a bunch of guys. And now I think it's kind of just a competition between Avery Bradley and the tax bill. Like, can Avery Bradley prove that he has enough in the tank and he is good enough that it's worth it for Lacob to eat whatever that tax bill is? I agree with you. Um, the other, the, the other player I am dying to see is Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. We another player we know what he is capable of if he's physically right, at least what he's shown in the NBA. Like 2018, Otto Porter is not a veteran minimum player. Yeah, I mean he's a career whatever 40, 41, 40. He's I looked it up earlier. I think he's top five three point percentage for guys over six eight. And by the way, shout out Monty Pool, who I I think it was Monty Pool. Yeah, it was Monty. <laughs> <laughs> the three greatest shooter <laughs> like nobody has had a a better triumvirate of shooters in the history of the nba than those three guys but yeah. that only is the case if auto porter is auto porter um but for him and bielitsa both of them it has been issue is it, isn't of, your, of conditioning and health so isn't your thing with auto like auto will be able to hit jump shots until he's 80 like I'm not worried about his ability yeah. to shot. It's yeah. what made him special is he was a 40% shooter at that size with some defensive versatility, with some ability to do more than just like be Steve Novak, basically, right? Like, yeah, but there are there are whatever there are 500 guys on planet Earth that can do that. The problem was that in addition to being injured all the time, the problem was that Otto was completely out of shape right yeah he was he was just heavy um and the same with bielitsa he so for both of them it's the nick batum all right are they are they are they viewing this as their opportunity for bielitsa i think it was nick batum for for auto porter he was also just injured yeah but i liked the the from what i saw on on in media day the warriors the zoom warriors stuff um porter looked in good shape he looked slimmed down but that's different than playing against NBA guys. That's different than running yeah, up and down. He's, he's always going to look in better shape than us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you don't know me like that, but yes, he is definitely even at auto Porter at his doughiness is still better than <laughs> he's still a hundred percent in better shape than I am. But uh, yeah. So I, I, that is something that I think is meaningful is what kind of NBA game shape or proxy NBA game shape is Otto Porter in? Because in addition to him being hurt all the time and, and maybe and probably connected with him being hurt all the time is he just was heavy and could that lessened his ability to do all of, all of those things that he can do, including shooting because 
you know, like getting to your spots is going right. to be harder when you're not in shape and all of the other stuff that he can provide because he's a six, nine, 